Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but is limited to the dissemination of general information. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the options presented. Certified Advisory Corp. is registered as an investment advisor with the SEC and only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Stay tuned for On the Money, Central Florida's most listened to financial call-in show, brought to you by Certified Financial Group in Altamont Springs. It's the only show hosted exclusively by Certified Financial Planner Professionals. Monday through Friday, their CFPs provide financial planning and investment advice for a fee. But on Saturdays, the advice is absolutely free and has been for more than 30 years for their WDBO listeners. If you have a financial question you want answered by real fiduciaries, the lines are wide open. Call 844-580-WDBO. That's 844-580-WDBO. And enjoy the show. Welcome to On The Money with the Certified Financial Group right here on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, the show that answers your questions about your money. The, question, the show that helps your questions with your personal finances. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call 844-580-9326, 844 844- Five eight zero nine three two six. Text your questions to that number, or call us and talk to me live. Then you can talk to the experts live. My name's Laura Lee. I'm here this morning with Nancy Hacked and the Oracle of Orlando, Joe Burt. And you guys, I I noticed something interesting in the uh, beginning. There, our, our our narrator says you've been giving advice to Central Florida for over 30 years. And that's something important because you all have been working with the good people of Central Florida for decades now. And the good people of WDBO listeners. Yes, Laurel, and we are here again this morning. Nancy and I are here to take your calls. Things that might be on your mind regarding your personal finances. As we say in the intro, uh, we do financial planning, retirement planning, investment advice, Monday through Friday for a fee. But on Saturday morning, we are here for you absolutely free. So if you have any questions regarding your personal finances, decisions that you're trying to make regarding your IRA, a 401k, long-term health care, reverse mortgages, life insurance, all that and more, the things that Nancy and I and the 14 other certified financial planners deal with day in and day out. We are here for you this morning absolutely free. So if you have any questions, as I said, the good news for you is the lines are absolutely wide open and we encourage your calls. All you have to do is pick up the phone and dial these magic numbers. 844-580-9326, 844-580-9326. Text that number, call that number with your finance questions right now. And today we have got a really interesting topic. This first one here says, wow, this is important right now when everybody seems to be almost living paycheck to paycheck. Should I save or invest? Well, I, I get a lot of questions on you know, how can I invest um, and I always go back to how are you spending? Um, that's the one thing that a lot of people have control of and they don't really pay as much attention to. I think first and foremost, you have to have some type of emergency fund. I call it toe of the sock fund. 
um, the dollars that are set aside for the major emergency, and for us it's things like, you know, a huge storm or something happening to your house or a car accident or, you know, some kind of health thing. Um, so you have to have that emergency savings and you have to have the savings for regular items like you know that you're going to have to replace your dishwasher or you're planning a, a family trip or something along those lines. Once you have the savings secure, then you can start investing. But again, I think that the part of the equation that people don't pay much attention to is how they're spending. Yeah, the, the key is is not to have to sell your investments to cover the things that Nancy just mentioned. And this is where people oftentimes fail in their investing because they didn't do any planning. They didn't think about the fact that I need some money set aside for those things that happen in life. And you have your money invested, which is great. But then, you know, as we all know, the investment uh, horizon isn't always just a straight, smooth line up. In order to get the great returns that you need long term, you need to stay invested, and particularly in down markets, which you don't want to, you don't lose until you sell, right, Nancy? Exactly. I mean, it's a big conversation I've been having with my clients lately that a decline in value is not a loss because we've not had to sell anything. And actually, a conversation I had with some clients the other day. Um, they're on the conservative side, so they have a lot of income items that are reinvesting dividends. Um, and it, it's a topic we may talk about a little bit uh, later in the hour, but we like to buy everything on sale except for investments. Yeah, as we and, say. And being able to reinvest on sale is a gift. As we say, the stock market is the only market when things go on sale, people run out of the store, <laughs> which is really the opportunity to buy. Unfortunately, human nature takes over and we want to wait till the sun is shining and everything is clear and the markets are up and now's the time to get in. And you don't buy high and sell low. Unfortunately, that's what most people do. You want to buy low and sell high. I see we have a call there. Laurel, you want to take it away? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and talk to John, who has a question about an irrevocable, irrevocable trust. Say that three times fast. Go ahead, yeah. John. Good morning, John. John. Hey, good morning, guys and girls. Um, just have a, a little bit of a quandary. So have an irrevocable trust. I, am, I was the second trustee, but then my sister that was the first trustee, she passed away uh, recently. So I'm looking at the trust, and we had sold my mother's house, which was what the trust was under. And the trust has, you know, her assets right there kind of thing, house, you know, that kind of thing, stocks, bonds, and all that. But also has oil and gas leases, which her wish was to sit there and keep that going for the rest of the family, you know, grandkids, kids, you know, all the way down the road, just keep it living. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. And one of those things where I've gotten a little bit of mixed information as far as the money that's in the trust, which is roughly eh, another, you know, without the oil and gas stuff, the leases and all, um, it's, you know, probably $300,000. And I was advised to get an EIN number versus you know, using the trust for tax reporting and then also to clean out anything except for the minimum um, for whether tax purposes or whatever to sit there and just keep things going. So I don't know to, if I need to almost clean it out to zero or if I need to 
you know, keep it well, bonded at the rate it is. Let's back up for just a minute. So you say you have an irrevocable trust without a tax nu- tax number? At this point, I don't have an EIN number for the account. When did when did mom pass away? Uh, November of 2022. Okay. The first thing you need to do is get an EIN number because now that irrevocable trust stands on its own. It's its own legal entity, which has to report uh, according to tax laws and you need to distribute the assets accordingly. So the first thing I would do is go back to the attorney that drafted that trust, sit down with him or her and determine the next steps. Right, Nancy? Yes, yes. And, and, you know, two losses in a very short period of time. I'm very sorry for all of that. But, yeah, trusts are taxed at a a different rate than we are as individuals. So it is really important that you get that number. And I think Joe's advice is the best. You need to go back to the attorney and have them walk you through everything that is associated with this trust. Yeah, you've got got a challenge there. And I'll tell you, unfortunately, uh, unless those those gas and oil royalties are throwing off a lot of money, you've got a lifetime of headaches with that because those things continue to pay and sometimes they're pennies. And you've got, you've got to keep that. You're going to need to talk to your attorney on how to unwind this thing, if possible, because um, those, you know, the, unlike, uh, well, you may be able to sell those royalties, but I don't know what you'll get for them. And there, therein is a challenge. Your mother's intentions were well done. But you may you may have a sticky wicket there that you can't get your get your hands off of. So I would well, go back I, to the I attorney. Say, yeah, definitely. But he's not a tax attorney. That kind of thing. We do have a CPA, and okay. I guess I'll have to talk to them also on the information. But I mean, just for you know access to a couple different leases, you know, they send these checks, and if you sign the check, then the lease goes back over. You know, you're basically selling your, you know, share, mm-hmm. and I mean, those things have amounted to damn near five hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Oh, terrific! Wow. What part of town are you in? I'm in Orlando, okay, Conway so, area. And we have uh, estate planning attorneys that we refer our clients to. Um, if you would like to get the information, the contact information on the estate planning attorneys, you can feel free to um, email me. Um, my email okay. address is n.hecht, H-E-C-H-T, at financialgroup.com, and I'll get you all the contact information for those. Sorry for your loss, John, but, but uh, you definitely need some guidance on this, and you definitely need a tax ID number. Yeah, it's, it's not like cleaning out the trust and, right. you know, part right. of it lives on and part of it needs right. to be distributed. So right, right, uh, it's, right, it's kind of right. a weird situation. Right. And now is there a, is there a successor trustee, I presume, if some, when something happens to you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And okay. my youngest sister will okay. be taking over once I pass. Okay. All right. John, good luck to you. Once again, we're sorry for your loss and uh, happy Thanksgiving. All right. Thank you. Y'all Th- too. Thanks for the call, okay. John. Okay. So, Nancy, we're uh, wrapping up there on uh, saving versus investing. Is this a good time to invest? I, th- I happen to think it's a good time to invest. I mean, especially if you have, you know, five or more years, which in my opinion is long term in our world, in the financial world. Um, you're, you have the opportunity to buy things on sale. It, and, and 
why not do that? Yeah, anytime you have excess money, you don't want to leave laying around. You want to think about the future and get that money growing for you. And the way you do that is through investing. Now, it's not just going out and picking out some stock or some mutual fund. It should be done with a plan, knowing what your time horizon is, knowing what your risk tolerance is. But uh, this is where we, this is what we do and how we counsel our clients day in and day out, working with our clients for a fee. If you want more information about Nancy or me or the 14 other certified financial planners here at Certified Financial Group, you can go to our website. That's financialgroup.com, financialgroup.com. And I see we're very close to a break there, Laurel. So take it away. We sure are. So if you want to talk to the experts right now, get your personal finance questions answered. You just call us at 844-580-9326. Call that number, text it, 844-580-9326 with your financial questions. We're planning tomorrow. Today. With the Certified Financial Group. Welcome back to the On The Money Show with the Certified Financial Group here on WDBO. We're taking your finance questions. Call us, text the questions to 844-580-9326. Again, 844-580-9326. Whether that's a question about Roth IRAs, 401ks, life insurance, reverse mortgages, 844-580-9326. If you have a question that's a little more on the personal side, or you're a little shy, you, you don't want to go on the air, you can always call the office at 407-869-9800. And Joe, who do we have taking calls off the air today? We have Charles Curry there taking calls for you. So if you call that number, 407-869-9800, and the line is busy, Charles promises to call you back. So give him a jingle if you want an extended conversation. And I see we have a caller teed up here, Laurel, so take it away. All right, Chris, you have a question about an annuity, some options you all may have. Go ahead and explain to uh, Joe and Nancy what's going on. Morning, Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hello. Um, I had this on speaker. Are you okay? Can you We're okay. No, we're okay. We're okay. okay. Great. So thank you. My wife's sister, my sister-in-law, just completed divorce mediation and there's a pretty good um, annuity that's under the former spouse's social and all that. I'm sure he's 60. He's drawing social security. And just for numbers sake, let's say it's 120. My sister-in-law will get 60 of it. Does he have to close that out or does she have the option to create a new annuity with her social and then draw it, 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 it out? It all, dep- and- it all depends, Chris. It all depends on when there's, whether the annuity is over owner-driven or annuitant-driven. And sometimes you can change ownership without occurring a tax situation, and sometimes you can't. So you're going to have to contact the annuity company and find out what options are available. Yeah, she should have gotten some type of qualified uh, domestic relations order uh, from from her attorney that would state, yes, she is entitled to half of this, you know, and what her options are. And and as Joe said, depending on what insurance company it is and, and how the annuity is written, she may or may not be able to take it as her own. Without tax consequences. I know a little bit more. He was an electrician, and it was part of a union employment arrangement. Oh. Oh. Not that that, yeah. So at any rate, um, would would he close 
his whole thing out, and then they would do a new one for his half, and she would net it out. Wait, this sounds know. like this part of a retirement yeah. plan. And and if it I is, I think so. Okay, so that qualified domestic relations order stipulates. So, what I've done for my clients that are in a similar situation is is if it is. Um, part of a retirement plan, uh, it's uh, probably a 403B or an IRA or a qualified pension, something along those lines. So your sister-in-law needs to open up a qualified account in her own name, and then the $60,000 that she's entitled to can be transferred into that, and then it will okay. remain okay. tax-deferred until she has to start taking withdrawals. Perfect. I, because I was thinking, okay, so if he takes the hit, closes it out, let's say it's 20%, then, you know, she would net out 80% of the 60, 48. Correct. Actually, actually, if it's a retirement plan, all of it is taxable. So you got to be careful here. Nancy is right. You want to be sure that that money does not go directly to your sister or sister-in-law, but it goes into an IRA account. Got it. Okay. No, that's great advice. Thank you so much. That clears it up. This just was settled two days ago where it was just, you know, we're waiting on the paperwork. Sure. Very good. Well, thank you. And um, you'll get a kick out of this. We're trying to plan her future today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's a smart thing to do, Chris. Thank you for the call and happy Thanksgiving. All right. Have okay. a good day. You too. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. Okay. One one thing that Chris alluded to was if his ex brother in law cashes the whole thing out, um, he would pay twenty percent tax off the top. Right. Um, anytime you withdraw money from a qualified retirement account, there's an automatic twenty percent tax withholding. Now, his sister in law and brother in law may not be in a twenty percent tax bracket; they may be in a lower tax bracket. So, if she can get the full sixty thousand transferred to an IRA in her name, right, and she needs to pull funds out of there, then she can determine what her taxes are going to be when the time comes to pull it out. Exactly. Right. All right. All right, Laurel, we're up against a break there. Take it away. 844-580-9326. That's the number to call in right now and get your financial questions answered by an expert. All you have to do is dial the number 844-580-9326 into your phone, or you can text that number 844-580-9326 with your financial question to get it to the experts, and we'll answer it in just a little while here. You're planning, we're planning tomorrow. Today. With a certified financial group. Welcome back to On The Money, Central Florida's most listened to financial call-in show, brought to you by Certified Financial Group in Altamont Springs. It's the only show hosted exclusively by Certified Financial Planner Professionals. Monday through Friday, their CFPs provide financial planning and investment advice for a fee. But on Saturdays, the advice is absolutely free and has been for more than 30 years for their WDBO listeners. If you have a financial question you want answered by real fiduciaries, the lines are wide open. Call 844-580-WDBO. That's 844-580-WDBO. And enjoy the rest of the show.
Thank you so much for listening to On The Money here on WDBO. Like the man said, 844-580-9326. Those are the numbers to get in touch with the experts from the Certified Financial Group right now and ask your finance questions, whether that's about mutual funds, Medicare, stocks and bonds, CDs, retirement, 844-580-9326. You can call that number or you can text it just like this young lady did. Joe and Nancy, somebody texted our line asking, I have a choice between Florida Retirement System Investment Plan or Florida Retirement System Pension Plan. I'm 25 years old and a first-year teacher. I'm looking for the best guidance on the best choice. Well, based on her age and based on statistically, the folks do not stay in the teaching profession long enough to really enjoy the benefits that you would get if you took the pension plan. I would suggest that she do the retirement plan where you put money in and the state puts money in for you because it's portable. When you leave, you can take it with you, roll into an IRA, and you've got to be in the pension plan for a whole number of years to be able to get the real true benefits from it. And unfortunately, most people don't stick around long enough to get that benefit. Nancy, what do you think? Well, one huge benefit that she has on her side is time because she's young. Um, and she should look for in the in the investment plan the one that is uh, more stock based versus income based um, because the equities will grow over the years um, and she should save as much as she can comfortably save into that plan because it will reduce her current income taxes and take advantage of the time that she has in, in, in front of her. Yeah, and the state of Florida does a nice contribution for that for you to put in the plan. Even if you put nothing in, the state of Florida still contributes for it, but you ought to put in as much as you can, as Nancy said, because it's pre-tax dollars and the money will grow for you without being taxed. So our recommendation is, based on your age and based on the statistic, that most likely you're not going to be a 30-year lifer in the teaching profession or working for the state of Florida. You want to use the retirement plan. I'm sorry, the, the investment the plan. Plan. Yeah, because you've got more flexibility with it, and it's always your money to take with you. So that's our recommendation. Fantastic. 844-580-9326. That's the number to call in or text it in if you have questions. And guys, we have a, a topic today that we kind of touched on and maybe we want to come back on the topic today. Anything that uh, has to do with the uh, personal finances, but the topic today is add these things to your end of the year financial checklist. Well, and as we were just talking about the retirement plan for this young teacher, um, I'm encouraging my clients to look at their uh, qualified retirement plans right now to make sure that they have maxed out the contributions. Uh, we often see a lot of people will save into their company plans only to the match, which really does not benefit you as much as, as I had just mentioned. The more you save into your retirement plan pre-tax, uh, the less you're paying in federal income tax. And oftentimes you end up with a little bit more spendable income. So please review how much you've contributed already. You still have a few weeks left to be able to catch up and make sure that you have fully funded your retirement plans. Another thing to look at is um, the standard deduction 
and it's gone up a little bit and it's going to go up a little bit more next year. But look at your itemized deductions versus the standard deduction. And if you are someone that can itemize or you're close to being able to, to itemize it, versus the standard look at your charitable contributions this is a time of year where a lot of us look at various different charities and we're getting inundated with requests for help and by making a few more charitable contributions you may be able to get a larger deduction on what you owe in your federal taxes which then again means more money in your pocket can you tell i'm a little bit tax advert well that's it's where you should be yeah yeah get another tip there um, and then the, the next thing to look at, again, along the, the savings um, arena is um, what can be contributed to the retirement accounts, whether it's an IRA, a Roth IRA, or a corporate type of plan, all the limits have increased for next year. So look now at getting ready to come January, adjust what you're contributing so more is going into your pocket and your long-term savings. Uh, versus going into the pocket of the federal government. What you may want to consider doing is what we call bunching deductions, as Nancy alluded to. Some people can't uh, take advantage of their uh, deductions because they don't have enough because the standard deduction is so high. So what you may want to consider is instead of paying your property taxes this year, which some people may already have, wait until January to pay them and then pay them again in the fall. This way you've bunched your deductions. You get two years of property taxes. And same thing with your charitable contributions. Don't give anything this year, but give twice as much next year in January or maybe December. And this way you may put you over the threshold to be able to take those itemized deductions as opposed to using the standard deductions. It's an old strategy that we use to certify financial planners for many years. And it's something you may want to talk to your advisor about. If he or she's not doing that for you, maybe you need a new advisor. And that's why Nancy and I are here, right, Nancy? Well, well, yes. And that's a good, I totally forgot about bunching deductions and it is something I have recommended to people to do so thank you for bringing that up sure. and we've got a workshop coming up you want to talk about that yes we do uh, the next workshop is hold on let me flip my page um, it's entitled the new retirement rules understanding secure act 2.0 this is being hosted by Matt Murphy and Dave Bella Krishnan Bella Krishnan excuse me Dave for messing up your name Saturday December 2nd from 10 to 1130 here in our learning center um, new retirement rules understanding secure act 2.0 and this will have an impact on on everybody who's saving um, if you go to our website financialgroup.com there is a workshop tab um, I suggest that you pull down make a reservation the workshops tend to fill up quite fast this is Saturday December 2nd from 10 to 11:30 in our learning center that's uh, two weeks from today and once again this is about the new secure act talks about the required minimum distributions being pushed out uh, the force that you or the fact that now some people have to drain the account within 10 years what you want to be careful of what you need to know once again it's absolutely free as Nancy said go to our website financialgroup.com financialgroup.com and I see we have a call coming in there Laurel so take it away we do Chip go ahead and ask Nancy and Joe your Roth withdrawal question morning Chip yeah good morning yeah if you had a Roth uh, I know it uh, it will accumulate uh, without uh, having to uh, pay taxes on it but but when you start withdrawing the money from the Roth 
is there still those restrictions with RMD required minimum distributions every year? Uh, you, do you still have those restrictions like a regular IRA? Now, if it's your Roth, you, there's no requirement to take it out. Uh, you can let it sit there for as long as you want, and there's no required member distributions because you pay taxes on the money going in, and as you said, the money accumulates tax-free, but when it comes time to withdraw, it's really under your control. You just want to make sure that you have the dollars in the account for five years or more to avoid paying any taxes on it. Well, if you're self-employed, in your opinion, is there any benefit in just in uh, having an account where you uh, that it's not an IRA, not a Roth, just pay the tax, put it in your in a separate account that way and let it uh, you know accumulate. No, that's and, going that's going that's going backwards. I mean, what you want to do is okay. look at the what you want to do is look at the best way to get that money to grow for you tax-wise. So the best thing is to be able to get a tax deduction up front right. if you're in a high enough tax bracket. Self-employed pension or a SEP IRA, you can do 25% of your adjusted gross income up to $67,000. Yeah. Or a solo 401k, get a tax deduction for that. Now, now, you know, if you need the money for emergency money or in your business, you don't want to invest it, as we said when the show started. But if this is for long term for your retirement, you want to let that money grow, get a tax deduction going in and let it grow for you, the tax free or tax deferred. Chris, and and the RMD rules are, are have been changing a lot lately. Right now, the first RMD is um, 73. at 73 and they're looking at pushing it back to 75. So there's more years that it can accumulate on a tax deferred basis okay great thank you very much you're welcome chip thanks for the call happy thanksgiving to you we got another text question there laurel we sure do so michael from orlando writes looking at phoenix capital groups i believe they are in minerals i've got one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. we want to invest what do you all think you know we've looked at we've looked at that because unfortunately michael has not unfortunately well fortunately michael has tried to get it to us in the past and we've done some research on this it looks like a high risk high reward proposition i mean unless you can afford to lose the money michael i wouldn't do it what you're doing is you're chasing this high returns that they're promising very speculative in my estimation uh their their website is it very interesting very appealing very intriguing but uh, unless you're prepared to lose that money, I would not do it. It should, you know, what you maybe some of your money. I, I don't know what your total investable assets are. You said one thirty, but you never want to put all your eggs no, in one basket. But that could be only two yeah. percent of his total assets. So I don't know what you, I don't know what you have to work with. So I would not bet the ranch on this as your retirement plan. That's um, you know, just to be prudent. Okay, how about Tina from DeBerry? She's going to be 65 in 2024. She asks, when do I start process of signing up for Medicare? I'm still working and plan to continue until uh, working until I'm 68 or 69. Also, can you get Medicare if you're still working? Well, if for my clients that are still working, I think you have to sign up at least, what, a month beforehand? I have, yeah, but to, you, but I have you, to figure this out next year myself. But you've got, you, have to, you have to get Part A, which is the hospital part. And if you're still working, then you have to determine whether or not your employer is going to be the primary or if it's going to be the secondary and you have to sign up for Part B. So you, have, you, can, you should do it up to three months before you're ready to retire. And if you do not, there are penalties that you have to pay. So you have to sign up for Medicare and then determine if your work um, health insurance can be the supplement or not. Right. So here at Certified Financial Group, there you are. Health insurance is the primary and Medicare is the secondary. 
So that's just the way it works. But all insurance plans are different. You want to check with your HR department to confirm what the situation is. And don't take any chances because, as Nancy said, you may be penalized by deferring signing up for Part B. All right. If you've got questions just like Tina did, you can call us or text us your question at 844-580-9326. That's how you get in touch with the experts. That's how you get all of your questions answered. We're planning tomorrow today with the Certified Financial Group. so much for listening to On The Money here on WDBO, the show that answers all of your money questions, your personal finance questions. You can always call us at 844-580-9326. If you have a question that pops up in like 10 minutes or a question you don't want to go on the air with, you can always call Charles Curry at the uh, Certified Financial Group office at 407-869-9800. Again, 407-869-9800. If you have a Facebook, check out On The Money's Facebook at facebook.com slash onthemoneyfl. In our last few minutes here, Joe and Nancy, let's uh, answer this question. If my bond fund is paying so much in dividends now, why has the price per share gone down? Well, that's a natural seesaw between interest rates and price per share. So uh, let's, let's say that you need to borrow some money from me and interest rates are really low and I can lend you $5,000 and you agree to pay me 3% for five years. And then we get into an environment like we are right now where rates are so high and Joe needs to borrow some money but he's willing to pay me 8%. Not really. So, yeah, but that's what (laughs) you'll have to pay me. So Laurel's 5% is not gonna be worth as much in the marketplace is your 8% is. So when rates go up, the price per share goes down, and that's just a natural seesaw. And vice versa. Correct. So all these people that have had bond funds over the last few years, and the interest rates have gone up 11 times, they've seen the price per share go down, but their dividend yield has gone from in the 4% range, in some cases, to the 7% range. And if those dividends are reinvesting, they're buying shares on sale. And again, for some reason, we like to buy everything on sale except for investments, but this is a gift for people. And if you're two years or more away from retirement and you're buying all these shares on sale and we're in an environment where the rates are going to be going down, which supposedly they were going to start lowering federal funds rate March of next year. Now they're looking more like June. But when the rates start going down, the price per share is going to go up. So you see the value increase and you'll have so many more shares than you could have if rates had stayed flat. And the key is, is when your price goes down, don't panic. You have to understand why it's going down, as Nancy said. It's just a natural thing that happen in the bond market. And the good news, as she said, is that if you're reinvesting, which you should be, unless, of course, you're taking the income, which is okay, then you're buying more shares at a cheaper price. And when the price reverses, you've got kind of a turbo charge there. So So that's what it's all about. That's right. That's what it's all about. And that's how it works. We've got another question, text message question that just popped up here. It says, what happens if the dollar is no longer the world's currency? Does that threat warrant buying a conservative amount of gold? P.S. Thank you, Nancy, for the packet Janet and I, Tom, received. Yum. No, go ahead. (laughs) Um, This has been a discussion 
that pops up frequently. Um, it, there's, you know, been talk about some uh, Central and South America and Asian uh, countries becoming a block to, to make a new currency. The dollar has been the standard for a long time. Um, I think old, owning a little bit of gold in the form of an ETF might not be a bad enhancement to somebody's portfolio, but you have to make sure that it's just a small portion, you know, 5% or less. Gold is a hedge against inflation. Generally, when equities are going down, gold will go up. And when equities are going up, gold will go down. And I say generally because that's not always the rule. Diversification is key. But I don't see the dollar going away for a long time. Don't buy into conspiracy theories. You see them on TV all the time. It's a great way to sell gold. And as Nancy said, diversification is a key and don't bend the wrench. And happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. We appreciate your loyalty. We appreciate your being here and appreciate your part of being the uh, turkey drive. What was it called, Nancy, that we did? The uh, Where we provided all the food there. What was that called? We're all of our... The Basket Brigade. Basket Brigade. Yeah. Thank you. Thank 16 you. 16 baskets yes. we did. Yes, yes, yes. Really cool. Yes. All right, Laurel. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Same to you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day to everyone out there. We're planning tomorrow. Today. With the Certified Financial Group. The